This is Thoughts Count Anywhere. I'm Aaron Phillips. Matt, Johnny, the fourth Thoughtsman, minus one. We are here tonight to bring you our thoughts and opinions on much everything from Clash of Champions to NXT to whatever the guys and I want to talk about. Hey, guys, what's going on? Not much, not much. How you doing? Doing very well. Matt, what's cooking on your end, man? I'm good. How's it feel to have two arms again? You know what? It feels wonderful, but I have to remind myself I'm not 100%. It just means I can not hurt myself unless I fall on my shoulder. Don't <laughs> so do that. I will not do that. It, it's great. It feels good to be out of sling. It means I'm getting better and I'm getting there. So what if I've, I gave you a big swift pat like a putter there, pal? Uh, I wouldn't do that. Okay. I wouldn't do that. You could do my left shoulder, just okay. not my right shoulder. <laughs> that would be very appreciative if you, if you didn't do that, so... Anyway, welcome to tonight's show. We already have folks in the chat room. Sandy, my sister, all the way in New Jersey. Carla Force, Tony Pereira, my sister Sandy. Hey, Sandy. Thank you for tuning in, man. The girls who like wrestling should be watching this. Carla, we are at Power Play Sports down at the Boulevard Mall on DI in Maryland uh, over by the Galaxy Theater section on the backside. So if you're in the area, come on down. Come on down and say hi. So chat room's filling up. If you have any questions, thoughts, comments, anything we're going to talk about, Please feel free to shoot him into the chat room, and we'll try to address your questions and thoughts right away. We're also simulcasting on Matt's Facebook page. So we have two pages going. We're trying a little experiment uh, on Matt's phone through the Thoughts Count Anywhere Facebook page, right? Yeah. So if you're watching it through Matt's phone, please share the feeds out to your friends so other folks on your feeds, your friends can see it. Like it, subscribe to our page, and uh, enjoy our shows. So. And also recommend it. Yes. If, if, you, if you watch it through our Facebook page, recommend the show because that will get us some uh, get us some traction. You know, we, we kind of want to blow up. Yeah, actually. absolutely. And this is just the visual. We're going to have a YouTube page set up in the next couple of days so you can watch a video there if you're not keen yeah. on Facebook. But more importantly, where's our audio setup, Matt, for We're audio podcasts? TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Subscribe to us on iTunes and everything else. Give us some five-star reviews. It'll help us out tremendously. That's right. And, and rumor has it, rumor, as I've heard, we may have some announcements about some giveaway tickets maybe in the next week or so regarding certain thing in October that's coming to Vegas. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe. It's a rumor. It's a rumor. Who knows? Just stay tuned to our Facebook pages because uh, it'll be some good stuff if it happens. So we're hoping that it does. All right, guys. Um, let's start in the obvious direction. Clash of Champions was this past Sunday. Yes. So yes, who'd it like was. to start? There's a lot to talk about on that show. Yeah, I mean, Matt, what, what was your what was your highlight of the night for for Clash Champions? My highlight of the night was at the very end. The very end. Oh yeah, the fiend. The fiend. The fiend. Coming I mean, out that's the, the attack and Seth. Right that was that was awesome. Well, I I for one am glad it went the way I predicted it. They didn't give the title to Braun. As cool as it would be to see Braun and Ray Wyatt in a cell, I just I think it would have been a slap in the face to give him the belt and then put him in a position where he could lose it so early on. Makes you know? more sense for it to be Seth. Yeah, it, it, makes it's more a, sense for it to be. It's, Seth. it's a better story if it's Seth, um, especially with what happened on Raw the following night. And I'll get into that when we um, when we move on to Raw because I thought that was a brilliant opening set, segment with a lot of undertones that uh, a lot a lot of things that I noticed that I don't think a lot of, like casual fans may or may not have picked up on. So we'll, we'll get into that when we talk talk about Raw. But uh, for me, I I really loved seeing Becky Lynch kick the crap out of Sasha Banks up one end of that arena and down the other. That was awesome. That was like definitely one of my highlights of the night. <laughs> that was some good old school attitude era fighting in the back stuff. Uh, you know, I like that they're getting back to that. I like backstage brawls. I like I like fighting in the crowd. I like when they go out to the concession stand. She got mustard. Stand. She got mustard. <laughs> Becky brought the mustard to Sasha Banks. I think she was missing yellow in all of her colorful wear, so I guess that's why Becky gave her some mustard. Right? So. Yeah, you know what? Everybody's talking about that that was the highlight match of the night, I think. Um, you know, there were, there were some other good good matches. I really enjoyed Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura versus The Miz. That was a good um, match. I thought, I thought Sami Zayn was used perfectly in that match. Uh, eventually, you know, of course, Shinsuke got the win, which he should have. You know, I like that they're building him up as credible champion, finally. I wasn't looking forward to the Eric Rowan-Roman Reigns match, but it was cool to see Luke Harper come it, back. It was better than I thought it would be. Uh, I will say Eric Rowan has come a long way. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, he's talking now. He's got a character now. He's, you know what? He said it perfectly on SmackDown. He's not just that goon in the background anymore, that grump in the background. He's actually got something to say. He's got a character. He's got a finisher. <laughs> yeah, finally took him long enough. You know, but again, I could have I could have seen that match on SmackDown. I would have rather seen the King of the Ring finals. But would, wouldn't it have been better, though? Do you think it had more impact with Luke Harper coming out of nowhere, having him come out on the pay-per-view rather than if he were to come out on SmackDown? You know, I have mixed feelings on the Harper return. For one, I'm glad Luke Harper's back. But yes, but it it seems like they're you're, they're finally getting Rowan ready for this you know this solo run, and then all of a sudden, oh, let's put him with let's put him with Luke Harper again. Like whether it's the Wild Family or the Bludgeon Brothers or you know Harper and Rowan or whatever they are in in this current incarnation, they just can't seem to divorce these guys from each other. And you know, I think that hurts both of them. I think it's more of a bad sign for Eric Rowan because. Luke Harper is such a good wrestler, and he's such—he's good at what he does. Oh yeah, have you like seen everybody. His, have you seen his indie scene stuff before WWE? It's yeah, it's definitely. insane. So he's going to outshine Eric Rowan. So I think it's kind of a bad thing for Eric Rowan because emotionally, I think the crowd—I mean, the pop when they realized who it was—I think the crowd was really into seeing Harper uh, come back. So I agree. I think it's going to hurt hurt Rowan uh, in the long run. But the crowd was certainly happy to see him come back, that's mm. for sure. See him back. Again, though, that's a return I would have rather seen on SmackDown. Uh, I would have still rather seen the King of the Ring finals in, on the pay-per-view. And, of course, we have King Corbin now. Yes. All hail King Corbin. All hail King Corbin. You called it. He's not a baron anymore. He is now a king. <laughs> He's a king now. He, He's he been by, upgraded. He bypassed Prince. He bypassed Duke. He bypassed Earl. He went straight for But baron don't call him Baroness. He won't like that very much. <laughs> he won't like that at all. So... And just shake his fist at you and go, Cobra. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we saw, we, you know, were, were there, were there, was there something you had thought that would happen at Clash that didn't happen? Perhaps the other side of the coin. I thought a lot more titles were going to change hands. To be honest, um, the only two titles that changed hands were they were the were the tags, right? Were both tag, well, the the both men's tag titles, right, right. Which uh, shout out to my boys in the revival once again, top guys on top doing top guys things. I love the fact that Revival have the belts going into the Fox deal with SmackDown. Yeah, that's awesome. I think they're using them perfectly. I like them paired up with Orton. I think all three of those guys have a very similar mindset and similar, you know, it's it's like Legacy 2.0, and I love the Legacy. What did you think of Orton and Kofi? I thought Orton and Kofi was a great match. Was it? I yes. thought so, too. It was I thought a, Orton was going to win the belt, honestly. I like that they kept the hope alive. You know, they, 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 Told it was a good story. It was a well-told match. Okay. How about the disparity between the four horsewomen matches? And I say it from a timing standpoint, Bailey and Charlotte's match, I think went barely five minutes where Becky and Sasha obviously was a long match because of the outside the ring stuff. Why would they have such disparity between those two matches? You think, you know why? Cause the match may have been short, they, it said a lot in that short amount of time. Okay. You said we weren't going to see a double turn, but we did. Bailey went full-blown heel, taking off, taking off the turnbuckle, bashing Charlotte's face into it, uh, immediately grabbing the belt, running up the ramp. These are all heel, like blatant heel things. There, there's no saying anymore. Bailey's a full-blown heel, and then they followed that up on SmackDown and Raw. Um, Bailey sucked, and she still sucks. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm anxious to see where they go with heel Bailey. Though you just, just tell us how you really feel. Exactly, about my I've goodness. Never like Bailey. I don't see what people like like about her. The kids love her. If you meet her, she's even more fun in person. Stop banging the table. They think there'll be an earthquake. Those watching, otherwise, they're going to send someone through a table here. <laughs> By the way, hi Scott. If you're watching, wherever he is, somewhere he was down in. Uh, uh, he saw SmackDown Live yesterday. By the way, uh, he was at Raw in Knoxville. He was at Raw. Oh, he's a Raw. I thought it was at SmackDown. Okay, no, Raw. He was he was a Raw and uh, had an interesting neighbor in the hotel, which uh, I'm extremely jealous about. So. Yes, he saw. Let's just say he, he saw many. Fist. He just saw many wrestlers. So, but uh, anyway, okay. Um, so again, Impact. Let's talk. I mean, there were a lot. I thought it was a good card. I, I thought it was overall on a scale of one to ten. I'd give it about a seven and a half ish. Mm-hmm. That was a good uh, show. Yeah, it was. It was a good. And and the last couple of pay per views really have been. Very strong, in my opinion. They have, I think. I think, especially when it comes to the pay per views, uh, they've really, they've really stepped it up a notch. Uh, I haven't really had nearly as many head scratching what moments mm-hmm. uh, during pay per views, but at the same time, like, I'm still having those moments. It's not like we're completely immune to them, right? Yeah. You know, especially the forward button hasn't been used too much recently. I will say one thing though: <laughs> there was, there's, there's one thing going on on Monday Night Raw right now that just, I. 
I don't know where it's going. I you're think, talking about the the baby thing. I think yeah, the that whole I, the whole Canella storyline is just borderline. And you bring Rusev back in that storyline, <sighs> really? Haven't we seen something like this before in the Attitude Era? At the very least, these baby who's da- you know baby daddy, daddy it's, baby. I stuff? mean, it's 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 not it's not the custody of Dominic ladder <laughs> match. It's not Katie Vick, but it's this storyline has the potential to be like spoken of in those kind of terms. Jeez Louise. Right up there with Mae Young giving birth to a hand. Oh, oh my God. God. Yes, the hand. Oh, my. With Mark? <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. That was funny. Let me get some shout-outs to some folks in the chat room. Barry's out there. Cameron's out there. Good to see you out there. Rosella McDonald, Mark Weinberger, Bob Merlin, Carla Force is out there. Brenda, Pam, Dennis, Ken Johnson from Vegas The Network. Uh, who else? My cousin Greg Cohen watching all the way back in New Jersey's out there. Uh, Willie Triplett. And uh, Cameron just posted poor Rusev. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Uh, it was terrible with the way he was brought back in. In, in my opinion, I, you know, he does. He's better than that. Again, Rusev is better than that. And like, I mean, like, and of course, like, of course, they just shoveled all the, all the dirt on Lana. Right. Everybody knows Rusev and Lana are married. So right. What did they just break kayfabe break up two marriages Correct. now? Correct. Like, <laughs> like I'm surprised I didn't see Lana standing in the back like. <laughs> you know, with the, with the huffy face, like, mm. or come out at least and confront Rusev, or, or slap Rusev in the face right. or something. You know, exactly. Said Rusev just comes out with a porn stash and just beats the crap out of Mike Nellis. and Corey Graves stuck a really low blow on commentary by calling him a beta male cuck. <laughs> oh my goodness! My really goodness. <laughs> a beta male cuck. <laughs> my like, goodness! And yet, and yet, WWE wants to be all about anti-bullying. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> straight up called him a cock. <laughs> really? There you go. Double standard. <sighs> God, Corey but Graves, man. We we talked about the now the ending. I, I know we're kind of jumping around the card a little bit, but the ending of the show where. Um, Cameron really likes Rusev's Freddie Mercury look, <laughs> which is which is dead on. That, that absolutely is very good. Lisa Taylor's out there. Lisa little. Uh, Carla's again. <laughs> yes, Carla. I'll teach you the different holds of, of wrestling so we can get you on the show. Um, but anyway, armbar, arm uh, leg scissors, arm drag, else. arm drag, whatever. Well, I'll teach you all the holds. Um, Canadian moose lock. Especially pinning combinations. But anyway, um, small package. Hey. Uh, hey, I'm just calling holds. You know, associate them however you want to. La magistral. Yeah, it's exactly right. It's exactly right. But the ending, the way they did it with, fiend, with the Fiend um, and, and Seth, you notice in the lower right-hand corner when everybody thought the show was actually over because they put the ending credit there, mm-hmm. Lord, that, all of a, that the show was over, but then all of a sudden – Lights go out and everything starts. I think that was very smart in how WWE produced that last piece. Yeah. What was not very smart is how they produced the title cards to be upside down in the beginning of the show. They said that might have been on purpose because of The Fiend and how he was kind of upsetting things. That's the story that's out there. That's a good cop out. (laughs) But to to do it on one... I can understand that being a mistake. I honestly think that was Kevin Dunn or one of his underlings messing up in the truck <laughs> and them just trying to save face. Oh my goodness! But, but no, let's let's you know to, to discuss the end. We got to start at the beginning, and I All thought right. I thought Raw opened on a very very high note because if you watch, there was a lot of subtlety in Bray's promo. Okay, and he brought up a lot of the past. Right, you know, like. Bray has always been like since Firefly Funhouse started, he he basically came out and said, "I've done some bad things. I've right. done some horrible things," and so like you get it's really playing into that Jekyll and Hyde aspect of his character, where Bray is actually like trying to 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 keep a hold on the fiend. He just can't. Well, it's Jekyll and Hyde, you know. And but like Bray is sorry for what he's done. He's right. very he's he's walking this path of redemption. Right, righteousness. He's got the, the the hurt and the heel kind of thing, and he brought up a lot of Seth Rollins. You know, past sins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, which Seth has seemingly shown no remorse for, like when he turned his back on the Shield, when he joined the Authority. You know, like mm-hmm. all of these things. And there's been a lot of callbacks lately. I've noticed to Seth's heel run. Mm-hmm. Um, him busting out the pedigree at Clash of Champions for one. Right. Um, having Corporate Kane come in and make the save for him. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there. It's it's. Very subtle, but I'm noticing a lot of those things from a few years ago when he was with the authority. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure before, before Hell in a Cell, we're going to have a bit where uh, where the Fiend attacks Triple H or Stephanie. I think ultimately Fiend's going to be attacking a lot of people. I would even be surprised mm. if he hits Vince at some point. Well, I just they're, they're really calling back to that authority run, though. Yeah. You know, because apparently, like, I think Bray is trying to say that Seth has never answered for his sins. 
he's he's got the title and he's you know done right, but he's never actually come out and said I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So I, it's it's just a lot of subtle things that I've noticed through like years of wrestling, sure. and if. You know, maybe I'm giving creative a little bit too much credit, but since Bray is the one handling his own character right mm-hmm. now, you know, it's like it's like you know, like the whole Pepperidge Farm remembers kind of thing. Like Bray <laughs> Wyatt remember you may forget, but Bray Wyatt remembers. That's a great reference when Pepperidge Farm remembers. Even he said the fiend never forgets. Yeah, the fiend never forgets, and right. I, I think this is, you know, if, and if that is the case, if they're going to play off of those like subtle hints between now and Hell in the Cell, I think it's brilliant. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got a couple of matches already. Ta- so Hell in a Cell is coming to what, in three weeks? Yeah, three right? weeks. Okay. Um, but Raw, the interesting twist about Raw, none of the high executives were backstage. It was all Paul Heyman show, supposedly. Well, Paul Heyman's doing a great job, except yeah. for this whole Mike Canales storyline. <laughs> I mean, Where you know. came up with that? What the hell? Ah, uh, man. God. They're going to fill three hours of TV, but... There's plenty of people in the back that can do something. Yeah, I mean, like the, the the worst thing was is like, I mean, you're trying to put yourself over as progressive, you know, women forward company, and you've got this storyline, and worse, you got Titus O'Neil and the Street Profits making light of it. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the Street Profits, and I like what they're doing, but I thought it was a little below the belt when they were kind of. You know, harping on the whole situation in the back, like like Maria Canellis on a pole, baby on a pole. <laughs> like, although Montez Ford, like I'm not gonna lie, his line made me chuckle, but it was a little, it was a little crass for, for you know, WWE. I mean, me as a me as a comedian, I was like, I find humor in everything. So when he made that line about like, oh, I think Maria Canellis on a pole is how all this started. Oh my goodness! It was a brilliant line. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. That, that would have been one of those things where if I was at the bar, I'd have been like, zing. <laughs> But I wouldn't have said it at the workplace if my work is trying to put themselves over as a very woman forward, you know. Right. You know. Also, yeah, old school thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was a very old school joke in right. a new school setting. And, you know, I just, you know, you can't say stuff like that on TV no. in this day and age. You Not know? anymore. You can't do that. Not anymore. Yeah, I just want to let everybody know, first of all, if anybody out there is currently watching NXT on the USA Network making its debut tonight, we don't want to know results, but if what you think what you think of the show so far, we are, I don't know if you can see it over my right shoulder, but there's a TV here, and is it playing up there to finally nope. pop up? No. Oh, so it's still loading. Okay, so ignore that over my shoulder because we're trying to get the USA Network on on the TV behind us, but uh, it's not coming up. So anyway, if you are watching it, just put your thoughts into the chat room about what you think of the debut show, and uh, be interesting to know what you think mm-hmm. uh, of it happening. David Arlov, thank you. Summer uh, Summer Ray is out there. Uh, Alina. Uh, oh, by the way, Carla Force was uh, questioning and asking if the cuck hold was a wrestling hold or not. No, so, um, no, no. The no. cuck hold is not, it should be though. It should it be. Should. It should be Mike Canales's new finisher. There you go. <laughs> or they'll just rename the accolade. There you go. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so all of you watching, you for, if this is your first time, we thank you for joining us. You are watching Thoughts Count Anywhere, uh, coming to you live from PowerPlay Sports down at the Boulevard Mall. We want to thank Scott Hosey and crew for allowing us to uh, call this our home for our show. To my left is Matt. To his left is uh, Johnny. We are known as the Four Thoughtsmen when Scott is joining us. Scott is out of town, so tonight we're just the Three Thoughtsmen. Go figure. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you for joining. Please reshare us. Uh, go like our page, Facebook. Some of you are catching the feed on our Thoughts uh, Count Anywhere Facebook pe- page <laughs> via, peed, via uh, uh, Matt's phone, and you're watch- some of you are watching this through my Aaron Phils page. We're just kind of doing a little um, – societal test in terms of what channel is going to get us much more viewers so we're just kind of testing things out but either way please go like our facebook page because when there's breaking news when there's events going on when we've got giveaways and things happening that's the page you're going to want to see it on mm-hmm. um anyway so join us here every sat uh, every wednesday 7 p.m come down live check out the show and then of course you can always catch us on podcasts which will go over those sites as well um uh, we, let's talk about let's go back to clash for a minute we were talking about this before i we went on the mm-hmm. air uh sasha banks suing and WWE now thinking about putting a policy in place to ban fans permanently for reaching over and touching performers or wrestlers. Now, uh, we looked at, you showed me the videotape because I, I watched the match. I totally missed it. I, I didn't see anything during the right. match. So you showed me the tape and there was, there was a scene in the, when she was coming back towards the ring after going around the entire arena, she's coming over the barricade and a gentleman who had his phone out as she was coming over. Yes. He went to reach her, her back end. But from the angles we saw, he didn't touch. 
That's what we believe, right? I mean, we, can I? Right? It didn't seem it like he made contact. No. Okay, so she's suing for his attempted advancement. <laughs> uh, the WWE now is thinking about this policy. And guys, I got to ask you, and I'm going to ask our folks that are listening, why is this any different than when the Shield comes down the stairs? When the Shield comes down the stairs, um, breaking news. <laughs> WWE is going to issue lifetime bans. We have the video here. Uh, And again, it is on WWFOldSchool.com. But why is that any different when the Shield came down the steps and people were patting them on the back or wrestlers go up the steps, whatever, coming near the arena, you know, coming around near the barrier? They're patting them on. Why is that different? I want to know. Because she's a woman. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I mean, it's it's a very muddy issue. Yeah, he tried to, like, Grab her butt. That's technically sexually assault. But he didn't. He didn't, he didn't touch. Assault touch isn't. Assa- I mean, you're in security. Isn't assault when there's actual physical contact? Yeah. Why? Since when can you sue for attempt? Jason patted me on my right shoulder. Can I attempt him for murder? Because it hurt <laughs> like hell. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think, you know what I'm saying? Now, now we're suing because of uh, attempts. He didn't make contact. Was he wrong? Yes. Okay. The, the, the very fact that he was reaching for her bottom. Was wrong. It was definitely a douchebag. It was a douchebag move. And, I mean, here's the thing. When they're going to be on Fox, that's not cable TV anymore. That's broadcast TV. And especially in a primetime slot, I could see them. I can see why they're being a little cautious about it. Um, I do think Sasha's reaction's a little overblown. However, they're just trying to protect, you know, they're just trying to protect their interests. This Fox deal, they've got a lot sure. in this Fox deal. Okay, I, again, I agree with that, but he didn't make contact. You know, I, but I understand that, but... Reshare this. Can you reshare that you link to Thoughts Count Anywhere Facebook? We're going to put the link on our Thoughts Count Anywhere page. Yeah, we, we'd be interested, like, especially like especially yeah. like women's opinions. We'd, we'd love, you know, because we're just three dudes here. Well, Tracy Nelson is in our chat room, and she loves wrestling, and she's mm-hmm. watching. Tracy... What, what's your perspective? He, uh, Jason is here. He's going to post the link onto our Thoughts Count Anywhere. If you haven't seen the seven-second clip, please check it out. And I'd love to get your thoughts on that angle, that perspective, versus if we have mm. a, an imbalance here. Okay. It looks like over my shoulders I'm looking I mean, I, through. I think the fact that he was even reaching for her butt was wrong. Throw him out. Yeah, throw, throw him out, out of the event. You know, especially, you know, sitting that close to the ring. You know, I mean, the guy was ringside. Right. So, so you, don't want, you don't want kids watching that. You don't want little boys watching that, right? And Especially seeing, going to Fox, seeing that's ex- thinking that's acceptable behavior. How to treat a woman? Sure, absolutely. You know, that is not acceptable. You should not. You know, no one wants it touching. You know, if, it'd be one thing if he was trying to pat her on the back or on mm-hmm. the shoulder, but like literally the one he did not make contact. But one thing I did see in the video is that he was clearly going for somewhere he should not have been going. Okay, for. so now let's go back to Impact. When I can't think of the, the uh, Scarlett Bordeaux. Thank you. She was up against the barrier in the middle of, you know, facing somebody. Mm-hmm. Yes, a guy reached over and grabbed full on him. hugged her. Full on <laughs> hugged her from like from the backside. From behind, and he he could probably tell you what size her bra was that night. But did anything happen to that fan? Yeah, she was unhappy. She she unfortunately got released like the next day because of situation had nothing to do with that. But I don't remember. I think hearing... Scarlett's doing all right. She was oh at yeah, the yeah. Performance center last yeah, week. Yes, exactly. But I don't I don't remember hearing anything about that fan you... being. But then again, exonerate, you know, not exonerate, but uh, vilified. Uh, I understand. Well, I'm sure that fan was vilified. And from what I heard, like, uh, you know, a couple of a couple of the guys had to be restrained in the back from going after that guy. The guy was removed from that show. OK. Um, however, Impact doesn't really have the resources to enforce a lifetime ban. And also Impact is not on primetime national television. Impact is on like web streaming now, like. You know, they just got actually uh, access TV. I was going to say, yeah, they just did, right? But at the time this happened, you know, I mean, really, the only people watching Impact at that point. I'm not saying it's okay. Again, that fan was wrong too, but again, Impact they can't even afford medical staff. What makes you think they're going to be able to afford lawyers to enforce the lifetime ban? I would have paid a pay per view price to see Killer Cross get to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe when the day comes, if we can get Killer on here, maybe we could bring up what happened behind the scenes. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would not mind. Uh, asking him about how yeah. he handled that, uh, yeah. how he handled that situation. Absolutely. So. All right. So that link is going up. Uh, if you haven't seen the video, it'll be up on our Thoughts Count Anywhere mm-hmm. Facebook page. So please go check it out. 
And this way you can get a visual of what exactly it is that we're talking about. Uh, Craig, Shoshana, uh, Michael, thank you all for jumping into the chat room and putting eyeballs on our show. Please reshare us. As I said, you want to take care of this for, for Scott? A little promo for a signing he's got coming up? Yeah, definitely. Scott over at Power Play Sports. He has another location at the Galleria Mall. He's got a sports and card and collectible show going on at the Galleria Mall Friday, October 25th through the 27th. He's going to have Anthony Miller from the NFL and Willie Galt from the Raiders. Former, former Raider, will be Willie there Galt. All three days. Willie Galt will be there Saturday. And what's the dates? October 25th through 27th. Right on. Times? Were there times on there? I didn't notice. Uh, there's no, it's when the mall's open. Uh, okay, some mall hours. Yeah. Willie Galt signing, I'm sure, will be on powerplaysportscards.com when he updates the times. Right on. Let's keep an eye out. Yeah. Let's support Power Play Sports because they're supporting us by allowing us to dig our roots in here in the store. Right Thank you, Scott. Okay. So, again, uh, check out the, the clip. We'd love to get your opinion on that. Okay. So, Raw, we talked about Raw. I heard you, mm. guys, I heard you guys say before we went on the air because I was walking around the store that it, why did it look like Seth was about to cry or was crying at the end of the show? Because the fiend is scary. <laughs> the so, terrifying. So, so at the end, the, the end of Raw, if you didn't see it, spoiler alert, um, you know, it was the main event was Seth Rollins versus uh, Robert Rue. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Dolph Ziggler jumps in, interferes. By the way, I like that they're actually giving Bobby Rue a microphone. Yeah. Hmm? Because uh, that guy can talk, and that guy can really talk some serious crap. So uh, him without a microphone is a crime. But anyway, so uh, I digress. So, you know, of course the match goes to a no contest because Dolph Ziggler interferes, and then the OC comes down, and you got five heels just whooping up on the champ. So who comes down to his rescue? They're in Knoxville, Tennessee. The mayor of Knox County. It's got to be Kane. It's got to be Kane. <laughs> comes down in full Demon Kane you know, get up, which... Oh, he took his suit off after losing the 24-7 belt? Yes. Yes, he did. Well, I want to talk about the, that belt in a little bit, but go ahead. That was... A, okay, so so Kane comes down to make the save. Then all of a sudden, like, you know, Kane knocks... He knocks out the OC, which is pretty good for a damn near 50-year-old man. Just knocking <laughs> out all these young bucks, knocking out Bobby Roode, knocking out Dolph Ziggler, and just taking all of them out, clears the ring, and you just have Kane, and he's right about to lift his arms... But, of course, they don't have pyro in the, in the ring posts anymore, so they have to do something exciting. So as, as he's starting to raise his hands, the lights go out. And the creepy music hits, and the fiend is sitting there right behind Kane. And he gets him in the mandible claw, which is not the first time Kane has experienced no, the mandible no, claw. No, he hasn't. So he puts Kane down in the dirt, takes him out completely. Seth Rollins is cowering in the corner. <laughs> Like a scared kitten. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and Bray Wyatt is just, like, all up in his face, just hooting and hollering. So, I'll tell you and when that's they, how they chose to end Raw. Just like they did a Clash. Just like they did a Clash. You know, and that close-up at Clash, uh, after he had the Mandible Claw on Seth, and you, you hear him laughing, and you, you hear all of that. I mean, that's pretty freaky stuff. That's Halloween-esque, like, scary oh, yeah. stuff. Well, it is, it is soon to be October. You know, I got to say, yeah. like, I know I, I know I rip on production values a lot, Um Whoever's running the lighting and the cameras for, for The Fiend, like, keep doing what you're doing. Exactly. Because they have not had a bad angle on him yet. They have not had a bad, like, you know, I mean, just seriously. Even even going back to the full televised match at SummerSlam, like, the way they're handling him, like, I'm very high on him. I still don't think he needs to be in the title picture, but, you know. Not that's, this early. I agree with that. Not, yeah. this, not this fast. Well, it, again, it's like, what kind of champion would The Fiend be? Right. So how are they going to keep the belt on Seth at Hell in a Cell, but also not do the typical thing that they did with Bray Wyatt for so many years where they'd build Bray Wyatt up as a monster and then just have him lose when it counts? Right. Well, they're doing it with Braun, unfortunately. They're, yeah, Braun is the new Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I think they've lost like seven universal title matches now. Who's that, Braun? Braun Strowman. Jeez. Yeah. That's gotta, not good. It's got to be some kind of record right now. I think over my shoulder, Jason, I'm seeing pictures flash up there. Is the network finally popped in, USA? Yeah, but not the show we're looking for. Not the show we're looking for? Uh, hmm. Maybe it's because when they said a lot. Well, oh, was 7 o'clock Eastern time or Pacific time? It might have been Eastern. If it was Eastern, then it was probably already on. I don't remember. Uh, okay, either oh. way, we'll figure it out for next week. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Christy Claycomb, thank you for joining us. Travis, thank you for jumping in there. Please reshare us. Um, okay. So, 
That, that was the highlights on Raw. But let's go to SmackDown for a second. The big thing that I, I think that happened on SmackDown was, of course, the return of Brock. That was, I mean, that's got everybody talking. Right. Uh, they need something big for the for the debut. Right. And But see, everybody seems to think this is going to be the end of Kofi Mania. <sighs> that's the end There's, of the title run for sure. I don't think so. Well, they're certainly setting it up to look like that. I think Kofi's going to pull it out. I, I I would think you know they're gonna they're gonna keep the belt on Kofi till at least Survivor to at least Survivor Series, but Kofi's gonna retain. Uh, there might be some shenanigans and chicanery, but uh, Kofi will retain. It'll have to be unique because obviously you know Lesnar can certainly overpower him with his strength. That's for sure. Well, I mean we've we've seen you know the the more agile competitors take Brock to task mm-hmm. more, more than once. I mean mm-hmm. Seth Rollins has now beaten him twice. Right. Uh, Finn Balor took him to the limit. AJ Styles took him to the limit. Daniel Bryan took him to the limit. Right. Like those were some of the best bro- matches Brock's worked, and they were all against smaller, faster guys. Right. I think Brock works better with smaller, faster guys. When you put him on in the ring with another meathead or another powerhouse, you know it's just it's two of the same styles right you know like yeah. the goldberg match lasted what a minute and a half um Samoa joe was, just about was really good but it was it was more of the same right yeah if they if they had let that go normally and i'll put that word normally i think the samoa joe lesnar match could have been one heck of a match actually it was i mean it was you know the but great, i think it could have been more going back a couple of years now that great balls of fire pay-per-view had a terrible name, but the card was actually really good. And a lot of the match, like, I still think it was one of the best pay-per-views of that year. Yeah. Um, the match quality was just probably one of the better pay-per-views they ran that year. Was that was that 2017 or was that last year? I think it was last year. Okay. I just remember it was, like, in the early summer. Yeah. So. Can we talk about the 24-7 title? <laughs> has, has our truth now become the most decorated champion in I mean has he at least won it 16 uh, times he's, so 17 he's, he's, he beat Ric Flair's number so why is nobody talking about that because it's not a world title <laughs> okay but it's a title I, I get you yeah to me I think they've I, I mean I kind of like the humor of what the 24-7 belt does I mean Kane even won it himself over the weekend or whenever they were in in Knoxville mm-hmm. maybe it was Monday but um but you know, two weeks ago they had a guy on Fox Sports while they were while he was on set. You know, talking about and actually winning the belt for five seconds. Mm-hmm. I think the twenty four seven belt at this point is just becoming too lighthearted and too comical to mean anything. Yes, it's a it's a funny diversion, but I'm not into the twenty four seven title. See, I I am into it, but okay, I've been very critical of the women's tag team division, and you mean there still is one. Well, yeah, and I, I am very happy that right. Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss retained. I like them as champions. Um, I did think it cheapened their match at Clash of Champions, having the the 24-7 run, run through. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of like a, okay, you know, go rah-rah women's revolution, but hey, you're still not there yet. Right, we're going to run through you. We're, we're going we're gonna to run through and interrupt your match. And I thought that was kind of an insult to the four ladies in the ring. Cause mm-hmm. I, I forgot to mention it during our Clash review. That match was actually one of the better matches of the night. Right. Yeah, well, you know, um, I, it had good storytelling, good moves. I like that Nikki pinned Mandy for the win, mm-hmm. um, especially after Mandy's comments. <laughs> you know? Right. It was, it was a good way to see the heel get... Her just desserts, and like I never thought I'd ever see Alexa Bliss as a credible babyface, but she's doing it. Right for now, everybody's waiting for the turn on Nikki, though. Everybody's waiting. I don't think there's going to be a turn anytime soon. It's Alexa. There's going to be a turn. If if Nikki causes them to lose the title belts, at some point, I think that will be the basis of the turn. Because I I would like to see Mandy and Sonya Deville. I, I think they're great as a team. I think they would do great with the, with the Sonya belts. Deville was the MVP of that match. Yeah, though. that. Mm-hmm. Whew. The I way, agree. The I way think. she looks at the ring is just awesome. She's got her stuff down. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe it comes from her MMA background, but she's one of those people. She's definitely dedicated to her craft. She knows what she's doing. I actually saw them at Olympia, like, right before they flew out to uh, Charlotte. Oh, yeah, how was that? They were awesome. It was like, there was a pretty big line and mm-hmm. a lot of people at that booth, but Mandy and Sonia couldn't have been any nicer. That's cool. I'm glad you got to meet them. So, definitely the highlight of my Saturday. I was going to say, did you see my post on that picture? 
I said, Corey Graves, eat your heart out when I saw you when I saw you post the picture because we know how much he loves them. Uh, uh, he, he, I think he likes Carmelo more, but <laughs> really, just a little just more, a little bit. Just a little bit. And now, how, now, why would they? Uh, speaking of Carmelo, they inserted her into the picture last night on on SmackDown when they broke up the fight, or they were saving. I forgot who it was, and and uh, Carmelo is the one that came down to make a save. All of a sudden, they're inserting her into the picture with with the horsewomen. You know what? I, I I'm grateful for that because, like I said last week when I discussed, I was like, it's very horsewoman centric. Sure, I like when they get the other girls mixed up in there you know like i said that that match with ember moon last week mm-hmm. and then having carmella come down for the save it's i'd like them to have more female oriented storylines that don't just involve belts okay you know i want to see carmella maybe interfere in this feud where she breaks one of them off of it and feuds yeah. with that person you know gotcha you know and like you know then we then on raw like apparently i think they're trying to get something working between uh between lacey evans and natalia because did you see Lacey Evans busting out a sharpshooter? Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... I want to see Zelina Vega get more in the ring. I want to see Alistair Black get in the ring. Yeah, I know. He just seems to, like, does something cool, and then he's back not, to doing his vignettes. Get in the ring. Alistair Black has had one match. One match. Oh, oh, oh. In the last three months. That's insane. Who's that? Who wrestled? Alistair Black has had one match in the last three months, and it was uh, against Cesaro. Uh, yeah, that's a, that, maybe he's going to end up on NXT. I mean, there's a lot of speculation of some of the main roster guys going to the NXT brand now, who are not being used on the on the Raw or SmackDown. Well, speaking of people, uh, people going to NXT, or the NXT roster picture. Kudos to Johnny Gargano for sticking around with them, right? Because they've been tagging him for as a call up candidate for years, and he actually went out to the ring and said, "I built this. I'm sticking with this. Right on. You are my fans. I do this for you. Johnny Wrestling is NXT for life, and I'm, I'm not angry with this at all." The, I'm sorry. The video link is now officially up on our our Thoughts Count Anywhere page, so go check it out. About what we were talking about with Sasha Banks and that fan, it's now officially up. Now they got their TV deal. I don't think you can really say like NXT is getting called up anymore. No, no, that they're getting rid of, away from that. I think I think NXT now is the brand to watch, and the other two need to take notice. And two hundred five live is being sucked into NXT, yep. so two hundred five live integrated. is going is going away as a standalone uh, show. And also, they're they're bringing in some of the cream of the crop of the British talent from uh, yes. NXT UK. Like Pete Dunne is officially NXT US now. Uh, Rhea Ripley mm-hmm. has moved on. You know, they're not being involved in any more storylines across the pond. So, and of course, more Pete Dunne is a good thing because that guy is one of the most entertaining wrestlers NXT has. He's up there. He's yeah. he's awesome. How about the pre-show? Did you guys see the uh, triple threat for the Cruiserweight title? I did. The I thought it was a pretty good match. It was a good match from a work point standpoint, right. not from a storytelling standpoint. I no. mean, really, like, I, I love Drew Gulak as champion. He's from my hometown. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like the guy. I used mm-hmm. to watch him wrestle and evolve and all that. So it's like, I, li- I like Drew, Drew Gulak as the champion, but the, just the storylines in, in, in 205 Live have just been going nowhere. And right. I think being under the NXT umbrella, they'll get that NXT creative direction. Yeah. And I think the cruise rate's going to be a lot more exciting as more than just work rate matches. Because if you like good wrestling, if you like what you see on the indie scene, 205 Live is the place for you. It's it's a lot of, a lot of really good matches. But the stories are just kind of... I'm not invested in any of them. Not since Enzo got fired anyway. <laughs> Speaking of which... You guys wanted to mention uh, the cast situation. Oh, yeah. Enzo and Cass are back at it again. So, uh, what was it, a WrestlePro show? I uh, think so. Over the weekend. Uh, I, I wasn't sure. I, I didn't write, read anything. That, did Cass show up drunk? Or was he just in a crap mood? I think he, they say he was like suffering from some kind of relapse of something. Well, he mentioned in his Twitter post uh, his demons. And I know that yeah. alcohol is one of the main reasons that led to me released from WWE. Right. But, um, but, you know, I also know he has issues with depression and all that, too. And uh, I, I can't confirm or deny whether alcohol was involved or not. But backstage, he got into it with Joey Janela and uh, approached him in a threatening manner, which a few Didn't months... Didn't he put up against a wall or something? I, I didn't hear all the details. I just... I'm just him. reading one of the... So I think Cass mm-hmm. actually had him up against a wall mm-hmm. with his hands around his throat or something. Well, you know, this is stemming from a few months ago when uh, Joey Janela had that altercation with Enzo. So it's one thing to stick up for your friends, but also be a professional. Right. Especially when you've already got a stink around your name in the industry. You know, Enzo and Cass need... I love the guys. Don't get me wrong. I love them in WWE. 
I love their characters. Mm-hmm. You know, they just I love that Enzo lives that gimmick twenty four seven. Like he is always Enzo Amore. Right. You know, he's never he's never his real self. He's always Enzo. He's always on. Mm-hmm. And I like that because MJF is the same way. I like when wrestlers live their gimmicks outside the ring. So, you know, Enzo and Cass, they they kind of ruffle a lot of feathers just mm-hmm. being themselves. Right. But they also want to get back to some sort of prominence, which I support them in. They're entertaining. Love them or hate them, they're entertaining. And they create news. They're, they're buzzworthy. Entertaining. They're buzzworthy. And I don't know if this whole feud with Janela, with Janela is like a work or a shoot. You know, I don't know what's going on if the guys literally, literally hate, them, hate each other. But now it's gotten to the point I'd actually pay money to see those guys in the ring. I want to see them fight. Let them fight. But I don't want to hear about them fighting backstage. And then when right. Pat Buck intervened, apparently uh, Cass spit in his face and Pat Buck laid him out with one punch. Jeez. A seven-foot-tall man got laid out with one punch. Where there's smoke, there's fire in most cases. So hopefully whatever was the fuel to Cass's fire over this issue, uh, he can get control of. Because yeah. if it starts burning, it's going to it's gonna become a wildfire. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, not that it probably hasn't already. Well, I know that Enzo and Cass, well, at least Cass has drawn interest from AEW. He's, he's been very intent on paying attention to what they're doing right, right. now. Mm-hmm. And I was predicting Enzo and Cass getting signed by AEW eventually. Mm-hmm. But, which could lead into a really good storyline with Joey Janela. Right. But if there is some legitimate heat, like legitimate bad blood between the guys, mm-hmm. you know, that could that could make cause AEW to reconsider their whole position on signing those sure, guys. Sure, sure. The last thing they need is negative stuff coming their way at this mm-hmm. point. They need to, they need to keep it as straight up as possible uh, moving forward, especially into the TV deal. Yeah. So since it's a company run by wrestlers too, like having backstage heat with like other wrestlers. That'll drastically change the way they look at them. Yeah. You, you think they're going to set up wrestler's court like they have? Uh, I can see it. You, you know all about wrestler's court, right? Oh, yeah. Undertaker was the high presiding judge for many, many mm-hmm. years. Oh, yeah. It's like the kangaroo court in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. want to welcome Jeff and Laura and Jerry out there for jumping into the chat room. We appreciate it. Okay, what's next on the docket there, fellas? What do you got? Mm, man. No, you talked to – Johnny, you mentioned something in the chat group earlier today about some – um, not so some concerning things about Raw and SmackDown that you noticed this past week. Well, it was the main the the, the Canella story. Line. Okay, the Canella um, story. That, okay, like I said, the the it's it just smacks of bad taste. Okay, it smacks of really really bad taste, and I thought we were getting away from these kind of right. things. Okay, I swear to God, if. The guest host of Raw in the next couple weeks is Maury Povich. <laughs> <laughs> Although I got it, did he do that once in the past? Though I got it, I got to throw some dirt I don't on. Think uh, he has Jerry Springer did though. Well, well Jerry Springer, yeah, yeah. I wow. got to throw some <laughs> dirt on uh, on Renee Young for a minute though. Okay, she referred to Baron Corbin as the worst general manager in the history of Monday Night Raw. And I keep, I, my first thought was, does she not remember Mike Adamley? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's number one. I'm sorry. Mike Adamley was terrible. That's funny. That, you're right. <laughs> hey, Robin, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. Like everyone's like, I hate Baron Corbin. I'm like, he's good at his job. He's really, <laughs> do, do you hate Baron Corbin? He's a heel. You're supposed to hate Baron Corbin. So he went from a constable to a baron. Now to the king. No, he went from a baron to a constable. Oh, that's right. Baron, constable. To acting right. GM. Right. To now a king. To, n- now back to a baron, Jeez. now a king. Crazy. All hell, King Corbin. All hell. Uh, you know what? Oh, how about all hell? Not all hell. All and you know hell. what? I love the way they use Chad Gable on SmackDown, though. Right. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> to come out just like, I'm, I've had all I can stand and I can't take it no more. It was very Owen Hart of him, and he just trashed the royal accoutrements and stomped on the as, crown. As soon as he came out, I was like, here come the short jokes. Right, <laughs> like all the short jokes. that was coming. You know, they're kind of building his gimmick off of his height. Yeah. Which Are they going to make him like Daniel Bryan 2.0 with the underdog, small guy kind of stuff? You know, <laughs> I mean. He's going that way. Everything right. in wrestling repeats. So yeah, it's- absolutely. Comes, goes around, comes around. All right, so a lot's gone on in wrestling uh, over the last couple of days. Tonight, NXT stuff uh, we'll be posting about uh, and, and probably just recapping. We, folks, we may have a little change of schedule 
uh, for the show. We're, we haven't fully come to any final thoughts, but we want to make sure we get NXT into our discussion. And AEW eventually. And AEW eventually. So we're, we may be considering a shift of the day our show will be uh, live on Facebook at least. Uh, so we can encompass all of that. So you're going to have to stay tuned to our Thoughts Count Anywhere Facebook page to stay up on that news. Um, but let's shift a little bit now. Um, how about some some other thoughts outside of wrestling that we've seen over the last week since we last convened here that caught your attention that you want to comment about? Well, it's going to be a pretty busy weekend here yeah. in Las Vegas, <laughs> Nevada. Right. I mean, we have right. Life is Beautiful is going on, the big uh, pop culture or pop, pop and music festival. Yeah, I work on Fremont. They're setting that up right now. Mm-hmm. Are they doing that at uh, downtown Las Vegas Event Center? Or? No, that's that wonderful Area 51 <sighs> music festival. Do, you, do we know who's playing that yet? Or is it still... I looked it up. I didn't recognize anybody on that thing. Uh, I just, when I looked it up, it said the lineup was still secret. And I'm like... But they were still doing like the whole, we're going to do this in Rachel, Nevada thing. You know that guy got a phone call from somebody that was like, I dare you to do this. <laughs> you know? And it magically got moved to Fremont Street. So is the theme for so, Area... So wait, they're, they're not doing the thing? They're not doing the, the festival at Area 5th, like, at, in Rachel anymore? I don't think anybody's going to get within miles of that place, honestly. I kind of want to... Maybe we get a report from <laughs> Scott, because he's heading up that way. Yeah, right? Isn't he's, Scott going? He's heading that way for, for protection, I guess. I want to know, though, whatever they're doing for the area. going to Naruto run at the gates? like Yes, exactly. <laughs> the Area 51 stuff. Is the Close Encounters of the Third Kind theme song going to be the thing for them? You know, is, will it be, that be like <laughs> their chart? <laughs> exactly. You know, I was like, okay. Independence Day. That's right. All, the, all of those shows. E.T., Phone Home, who knows, all of that stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, so we have the Area 51 stuff going on. Life is beautiful stuff. Um, hockey's back underway. You know, uh, practice uh, games. That's uh, right. Our preseason, go- the Knights have hit the ice. Golden Knights. Knights won 6-2 in their uh, opening preseason bout against the Phoenix Coyotes. Regular season should be opening up in about two weeks. I think like the first week of October, I believe, Mm -hmm. is usually the the start. Yeah, I met met Braden McNabb right here at PowerPlay. uh, Yeah, he said he was here last weekend, right? Yeah, a few few days ago. Uh, He's he's looking good, ready for the... Ready to rock and roll. Ready for the season. Right on. That's good. So the Knights are back in. Uh, The... um, um, Our WNBA team, the... uh, why am I blanking? The Aces. Thank you. The Aces. Jeez. Did you see the winning shot in Chicago, uh, against Chicago the other night that uh, they had to win that game 93-92 with like five seconds to go? I have not, actually. <laughs> I was watching football. I got a sneeze coming, but it comes and stops. I hate that. Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, so they were behind with like five seconds to go, and from like almost half court, the Aces sunk a shot for three points, and that's Whew. how the game ended. So, But I think they got knocked out because I, I – I only well no they they didn't right there's they're, they're in the semis now right okay so they're in the semis so they're down to the final four which is good so they're still playing the knights are still playing aviators they're done playing they're finished but again we talked about this last week their stadium oh number one in attendance for minor league baseball last year for this past season across the country it's a great park I mean they you know uh, Howard Hughes Corp and those guys did a great job in my in my opinion creating a major league style park. Well, you know, for a AAA team. I think it's incredible when you have a AAA team with a better stadium than your major league affiliate because the Oakland Athletics who the, the right. Aviators are the minor league affiliate for. Have you been to the Oco Coliseum? It's no trash yeah. it's terrible it's number one reason why the raiders are moving here to las vegas absolutely because they didn't want to play in that decrepit you know building that's yeah. falling apart like, i really thought the a's would have been here as the first major league team years ago um obviously they did not now there's this underground conversation about the diamondbacks that henderson had these secret conversations with with arizona diamondbacks a couple of months back well, that, that sucks because chase field is a really nice park yeah, I mean, it they, is. They had the Royal Rumble there last year. That's right. And they have a pool, just like we they do, do right? at the ballpark. Um, but anything, anyway, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, what else did you see, Matt? What out in pop culture caught your eye over the last week? All I've mainly been dealing with is all the stuff downtown between Life is Beautiful. And people jumping and off escalators. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, so Talk about celebrating his 21st birthday on Fremont. Decides to try to ride the rail down the escalator and immediately falls from head, the second floor. Of head first. Building. This is why you don't put bars on second floors. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Or at least give them like bowling alley bumpers to get at, get downstairs or something, oh, right? God. As they come down. Just put like so. those jumping things on the just bottom. Put a trampoline, just put a trampoline store like with a demo section under those 
places. There you go. There you go. So what is actually going on in Fremont? Is it mostly the Area 51? Uh, not Area 51. The Life is Beautiful stuff this mostly weekend? Life is Beautiful. It's like yeah. a nine-block radius that's all blocked off. And so our audience knows you, you provide security down there. That's what you do during the day or evenings, right? More or less? Yeah, that's my day job. Work mm-hmm. security at Fremont Street in Indianapolis. Okay. That's it's cool. Like right next to where Life is Beautiful is. Right on. Right on. People are passing by and looking in at us here in the storefront wondering uh, what is It's like an aquarium feel. People are looking by, you know, so and they can see us on the screen. We're, we're connected to the TV that's actually facing mm. out into the mall. People look up and they look at us. They look back up and they look at us like, nah, can't be. Yeah, it is. I we are I f- live. I feel like I'm in a zoo. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Do not feed the bears. Right? Don't, yeah. don't, don't poke the bears. Don't stick a small child in here. They might shoot me like poor Harambe. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I, w- I want to just mention one thing that I, I, I that I saw come across late on my news feed. Uh, we, obviously, we had the uh, anniversary of 9-11 a couple, you know, week or so ago. Mm-hmm. One of the most um, um, pictures, the iconic pictures of that event was the lady who was coming out of the dust. She was a banker, African-American lady. It was just covered with the dust. Uh, that probably was on every cover of every news magazine, newspaper story, whatever. News broke today that at the age of 42, she's, she was from New Jersey, that she passed away from stomach cancer. And from what I read, and I may have read it wrong, that may have developed through circumstances, through all the dust in her body, just kind of dealing with all of that and, and keeping it in the body. But uh, it's sad. It's sad when anybody dies. But again, tying it back into the 9-11 events, you know, all the first responders that had issues mm. afterwards and everything. Now, that lady of that iconic picture, 42 years old, and again, I reshared that on my wall so you can check that out. She, too, just passed away uh, at 42. Four, 42. 42. Um, that's five years away from me. Yeah. I mean, well, it's <laughs> 10 years behind me. <laughs> okay. That's 13 years. 42. I'm 50. Yeah, 13 years. I'm glad I'm teaching math in an elementary school. But anyway, um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, there, there's a lot going on that you can pay attention to. Uh, you know, Vegas, there's always something new going on. There's part, there's, you know, building. Guys, real estate seems to be going up fast and furious around this town again, is it not? Yeah, I'm thinking about buying a house next year. Are you? Yep. Right on. Mm-hmm. Right on. The Raiders Stadium, uh, was it you that mentioned last week that they're putting the glass panes in already or something? One of you, somebody mentioned that to me last week. I didn't mention it, but I know, I know that they're doing it. Yeah. I'm so aware. I drove by it this morning. They're... Got some of it up already. Yeah. Now, now you know you know what their their goal is. Um, the the reason they have that big open air portion in the wall, right, is that they're going to build like a one way. It's almost like a, like a like a like a one way mirror. Okay. Only it's going to be a TV screen. So like if you're outside the stadium, they can project things on it like like they do at the T-Mobile Arena. Oh, okay. Um, like but they're not going to show the game outside, are they? I don't know. I mean, like, it would make they, sense. They might show away games. Uh, away like, games. I, I know I at the T-Mobile see. Arena, right. like the nights are during away. the playoffs and like, stuff. Yeah. The playoffs, like I've been out there. That, that's a good time right there. They do giveaways. Uh, yeah, that's you know. fun. But um, uh, but if you're inside the stadium, you can see out onto the strip. Oh, okay. So like, if you're outside the stadium, it's a TV screen. Right. But if you're inside, it's a window. Wow. Oh wow. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. It'll be interesting to still see how they handle all the parking situation, whether they use the area that was one October or not or whatever. I mean, the last number I heard, and it could have changed, was like they only have like 2,500 parking spots somewhere near the stadium. And like you could park at the Tropicana maybe and bus over or somewhere on the other side of Route 15. To, I mean, this could be a nightmare. I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near there on game day. Here's, here's the thing. Um the parking issue is not a new issue for the NFL or for any stadiums in general. I mean, they're, they're dealing with the same thing at the Coliseum. I, I went to the Rams-Eagles game the last two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Parking sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go to a game, just understand the parking sucks. You're, you know, you're not, especially if, like they're, of where they're building it, parking's going to suck. There's no right. ifs, ands, or buts around it. You're going to be paying through the nose. My, if you don't want to pay $40 to park, Uber. It'll cost you the same, probably. I doubt but it. But you don't have to worry about your car. Well, depending upon what part of the valley you're coming from. Mm-hmm. True. Because I knew through Uber, like from where I live to the airport, we're charged 35 bucks. So oh, it's, wow. yeah. Yeah. It's going to cost that. And that's Uber rates. And I know someone who drives for them, and that's what they have to charge when I have to use that. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, we have a year to go. How about Antonio Brown? I, I got to just throw this in there. Guy's a piece of crap. You know, when it rains, it pours, right? Now the second accuser. Did you hear about, I saw this today. Ten hours. They, they grilled her for ten hours. Ten, but did you hear what happened with a doctor? A doctor that he, that Antonio Brown was referred to went for something. And this guy talks about, first of all, Brown owes him allegedly almost twelve grand. So he's trying to collect. So the day mm-hmm. he went to his office, 
Brown shows up like three hours late. And this is according to the doctor. Shows up three hours late for his appointment. Eric. Eric Abram, a friend of mine, just passed by. Eric Abram, CPR, mobile CPR, former military man. Good to see you, buddy. Long time. We got to catch up. I, I'm everywhere, right? I'm everywhere. Good to see you, man. All right. Eric Abrams is good. If you need, uh, if you need uh, CPR training and stuff, that's the guy to go see. He's got a CPR business here in town. Anyway, I digress. But here's what the doctor complained about. Okay. During the exam time, Antonio Brown was farting in his face the entire time. <laughs> I swear to God, I can't make this up. Protein. Pro- <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, he Protein. needs it. So the doc says the entire time, and he was getting pissed. Like, you know, I'm a professional here, and you're like a high school kid. You're farting in my face. Whatever service. So instead of paying the doc the 12 grand he owed him, he, the, according to the doctor, Antonio Brown said something along. He's like, look, I'm starting this business. I'll bring you in on it. I want you to be my partner. Of course, nothing ever developed out of it. It was, okay. all, it was all hot air. See, but I did the uh, hot air. But what can Brown do for you? That's right. Don't try this at home. We are professionals. But, uh, but this is a true story. It came out on MSN today. It came out on my feed. It's crazy now There's the, what more is coming out about Antonio Brown. I'm just glad he's not going to be associated with our city anymore. Yeah. He's New England's problem now. God, man. You know what was, you know what, there was one thing in common between Antonio Brown and Randy Moss going to the Patriots. There was one thing that they had in common. Well, I know there's more than one, but you know they both wore 84. Yeah. Going. But now Antonio Brown, though, is wearing 17 uh, on the field. Um, I, again, would have really hoped that nobody signed him, uh, but. It is what it is. And with all the job openings for quarterbacks that are getting hurt, someone's phone is still not ringing, and that's Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick. He's mm-hmm. four years out of the league. Who's going to expect him to be? Forget all the other stuff. Guy hasn't taken a hit, thrown a pass, nothing. I think he's years. done. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Done. Totally agree. He's totally agree. Two years ago, two years ago, there would have been room for debate. Yeah. But now Kaepernick's done. He's a full-time activist. He's absolutely. A former, he's a former NFL player. He's right. retired. Absolutely. No one wants to touch him, but – be that as it may. All right. Well, believe it or not, guys, we are a couple of minutes away from putting another show in the can. Can you believe it? All right. Next week. Next week, we're back. Hopefully, Scott will be joining us. We'll be right here again at Power Play Sports and Collectibles down at the Boulevard Mall. Uh, we're on the uh, Galaxy Theater side near Heads Up and the Candy Store. And we're right across from a great pretzel place whose name I can't see because of the post is in Pretzel right. Maker. Pretzel Maker. I had some of their pretzels last week. It was really good. Speaking so come on down. Come on and join us. Speaking of Heads Up, yes. did you hear Scott tell you about the guy that was trying to run out of the mall stealing something? No. <laughs> I missed that story. He took a he took a left by the store and ran into heads up and ran into an escape room. <laughs> Mika was laughing for like a legit fifteen minutes oh, no. before he decided to open the door to grab him. That see, is funny. See, see, he was stuck like Chuck. See, see, I, I, I thought it would have been even more funny if oh. Metro would have just let him like run around. Solve it. <laughs> like you got an hour to solve it, or we're arresting you. <laughs> like give him a chance. If the guy could show some moxie and ingenuity, he can oh get out of it. My, like, that's, like, funny. <laughs> like, that's funny. That's <laughs> funny. That's a good story. You get yourself in there, get yourself out. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you get yourself in trouble, get yourself out of trouble. Give you one, like you said, give you one hour to get out. If you can get out in an hour, you're fine. We'll set you free. If you can't, sorry, right. you're ending up in cuffs. I mean, come on, I, if I were Metro and he was able to solve an escape room, I wouldn't want to take him to my jail. That's right, he'd figure a way to get out of jail. <laughs> what, what if he escaped jail? That's like that's oh, a lot that's, of paperwork I wouldn't want to solve. I was just right. about to say that, too. That's a lot of paperwork. That's funny. That's funny right there. No matter where you're from, folks, that's funny right there. Uh, anyway, uh, f- closing comments, gentlemen. We'll start with you, uh, Johnny. Oh, man, uh, just... I'm going to go home and play a lot more Borderlands 3. That's pretty much all I've been doing all week. There you go. That's all right. We have a BVW show coming up in a couple of weeks, I think, right? A couple of weeks. We'll, we'll talk we're, about it closer yeah, when we, we have, have more We have a details. fundraiser coming up that we're doing. I think we're they're planning for Taco Fest. We're supposed to be out there for that. Mm-hmm. So keep checking uh, Big Valley Wrestling. They just put some more links up of some of the matches that we called uh, a couple of weeks back. So check out the BBW page as well and check out what's going on. A lot of stuff, a lot of news will be coming down the pipe for BBW. Right, Aaron Big Valley and I had the pleasure of calling a match between our local Big Valley Wrestling heavyweight, heavyweight champion, Frank the Tank, versus yep. AC Baby, Ace Romero. Whew. So uh, that was that was actually a fun day. It was. It was. A lot it of was. fun. And I think the ring is finally recovered. But anyway. <laughs> um, Did you guys' so, ring not break during that? I have no idea. Oh, there, there was another goodness. match that was going on. I don't remember which one it was that See, we were like reinforcing it. We were concerned. There was another match before that one. I don't remember which mm-hmm. one it was, but there was another match. We're like, "How is this ring going to survive?" I, you know, we we had almost almost a thousand pounds yeah, on the ring. If, right. you, if you count Frank, 
Ace and Cody. Yes. We we had a thousand. Well, Cody pounds. weighs about five pounds, so that, yeah, that really didn't make much of a difference. But yeah, between those two, like you said, it was almost a thousand. What's a ton? Is a thousand pounds? Yeah, right? uh, or something I like think that. A ton is two thousand. Two thousand? I don't know. Whatever it is, I never like metrics anyway. But um, yeah, I we're mean, American. We don't do that metric. No. <laughs> a thousand pounds almost between those two guys. It was absolutely crazy. How many but. kilograms do you weigh? None. I weigh pounds. Your money. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. He actually put his website in there. If you're in town, you need CPR training, and it is the American Heart Association training, which is accepted even by CCSD here in town. Go to mobilemediccptrtraining.com. He is a veteran, so supportive veteran as well, and he's located right here in Vegas off Sahara. Um, anyway, all right, so he's going to go and play video games. What's on tap for you tonight? I'm going to go play with the aliens on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know how it goes. I'll come down and Is that what they call it now? show up. Is that what they're gonna call All it now? All months of talking about storming the aliens. Can you save me an alien? Somebody better show up. Can you save the <laughs> alien? Or I'm gonna be very disappointed. That's true. That's true. Could you imagine? Yeah, you're right. All the hype, nobody shows up. Dennis Quay better be there to save us, though. Okay, if you have a choice of alien, <laughs> I want Alf. Alf. There you go. That's Wait, maybe one. I shouldn't bring Alf on. I do have two cats. I'll take Mork. I have two cats. I don't want. Yeah, no Alf at my house. Mork. I'll take Mork. Nanu, Nanu. Superman. Right? Superman could do a better job of protecting us, though. I'll take Superman. He can ward off all my bill collectors. <laughs> no, because Superman fights for what right? What's well, right? it's what right is they leave me alone. Paying, so. paying your bills is what's right. <laughs> okay, in your opinion. Anyway, all right, my final thought, just be safe, be happy. Do, do what you got to do to survive another week. Make sure whatever it is, follow your passion, follow your heart, follow your dreams, and they'll lead you right back here next Wednesday, 7 p.m., for Thoughts Count Anywhere. Guys, it's time to say hasta la vista. See ya. Have a great week from all of us here at Thoughts Count Anywhere. See ya. Peace.